Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. We're going to look at seven things to help us hang, handle anger. Number one, don't ever try to justify your anger. Don't, don't try to justify it and think it's okay. We need to confess it, right? So what do we do? Well, we just confess it, right? The Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You get angry, you just say, Lord, forgive me, right? I'm sorry. And whoever you yelled at, I'm sorry, right? Confess means to agree with God that it's wrong and forsake it. The problem is when people think I'm justified in my sin. God made you and me. He created us, he designed us, and he tells us there are things that are good for you and that will make your life better, and there are things that are bad for you and that will make your life worse, right? Being angry causes harm. So the first step in dealing with anger is to admit that it's wrong and ask the Lord for help. Secondly, if you're taking notes, be forgiving to those who anger you. This is very helpful. Most people who are constantly angry are not forgiving people. In verse 32 in our text, Ephesians 4.32, it says, Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So forgiving in the Greek, uh, the root word comes from cherish, which means uh, graciousness, right? And, and we know that grace is a gift. And so grace gives uh, someone something they don't deserve. So when you think about forgiving biblically, that it is forgiving someone who doesn't deserve it. There are a lot of people uh, who are angry and they won't forgive because they will say to me, well, they don't deserve it. Well, that doesn't have anything to do with forgiving, right? God forgives us and we don't deserve it. That's what grace is all about. And so God wants us to learn to be like him in the sense of forgiveness. And, you know, it doesn't mean that I condone something that somebody does if I forgive them. I mean, if somebody does something hurtful to me, uh, it doesn't mean I'm condoning it to forgive them. God forgives you and me, and he doesn't condone it. Remember when they brought the woman uh, who was caught in adultery to Jesus, and what did Jesus say to her? He said, go and sin no more, right? He said, where are your accusers? Nobody's here. He said, go and sin no more, right? So Jesus forgave her, but he didn't say it was okay. He said, stop doing it. And so it's so important for us when we think about forgiving people that God forgives us even though we don't deserve it. And so God wants us to forgive others even though they don't deserve it. Now, this is a powerful tool in marriage. If you're married, your wife or your husband is going to do things that make you angry. And you have to decide, am I going to forgive them even though they don't deserve it, or am I going to hold a grudge? Now, I've done marriage counseling with people who've told me, I'm not going to forgive them. And then I told them, you're going to get divorced. <laughs> and then they said, no, I'm not. I'm like, well, well, you can believe whatever you want. But here's what the Bible says, right? The Bible says that we need to understand that we need to forgive people even though they don't deserve it, and that doesn't mean that we condone it. God tells us to give grace and to forgive people uh, who make us angry, just like God forgives us, right? I mean, that's part of it. So, and that's maybe hard for some people to grasp, but it really is part of what we need in our life to be able to have a joy-filled life. Because if you only forgive people who deserve it, well, that's going to limit the number of people that get forgiveness, right? Number three, 
uh, something that is very helpful in handling anger is to speak softly. Proverbs 15.1 says, A soft answer turns away wrath, but harsh words stirs up anger. If you speak harsh words, it stirs it up. If you speak soft words, you don't raise your voice, it de-escalates, right? Every Christian should know Proverbs 15.1. God wants us to be peacemakers. Part of being a peacemaker is to de-escalate, right? Anybody can speak harsh words and stir up trouble. You can be the dumbest person on the planet, and you can stir up trouble. But to be able to speak a soft word when it's a, you know, escalating, right? And, and what it's saying is, speak a soft word. It helps you to control your emotions. Don't allow your emotions to take off, right? Because what can happen is that some little thing happens. You're a little annoyed. And then if you allow your emotions, if you tell yourself, I deserve to be angry, I deserve to yell at this person, um, and, and you just let it grow, pretty soon you're just in a rage. That's why the Bible tells us to take our thoughts captive, right? We need to, at the very beginning of this moment when we start getting upset, to speak softly and take our thoughts captive. It says in 2 Corinthians 10.4, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Therefore, bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. In other words, that you know what God's word says, and you know what your feelings are saying, and we need to bring our feelings into line with what God's word says. And God's word says, speak softly. Number four is that we need to learn to overlook a transgression. And Proverbs 19.11 says, The discretion of a man makes him slow to anger, and his glory is to overlook a transgression. Now, the first time I read that, I thought, that can't be right. <laughs> Isn't God about justice and righteousness? When people do wrong, shouldn't we straighten them out? Well, it says the discretion of a man makes him slow to anger, and his glory is to overlook a transgression. We, we might say in our modern vernacular, you just got to let it slide. When you overlook a transgression, that means that you just let it go. You don't bring it up anymore. In, in marriage, you know, the Bible says love keeps no record of wrong, and if you're married and you keep bringing up stuff from the past, it, it isn't going to make you move forward, right? And so when you let it go, when you overlook it, then you don't bring it up anymore. If you keep talking about it and repeating it and stirring it up, guess what it does? It stirs up anger. If you want to get rid of anger, you got to let it go. We need to understand that it is part of spiritual maturity to overlook a transgression, to let things go. Now, it's not talking about people murdering people. It's talking about when people make you upset or whatever, that, that we're not to allow the hurt and the anger or the whatever uh, to grow in our lives where it causes bitterness, where we don't forgive them, and then it just makes it worse and worse and worse, right? And, and some people don't know this truth, don't incorporate this truth, and some people have lived 30, 40 years being angry at someone, and then what does it do? It just causes them grief. It doesn't cause any problem for the other person. Number five, you're taking notes. Uh, if you want to learn how to handle anger better is don't hang out with angry people, right? Proverbs 22, 24 says, make no friendship with an angry man. And with a furious man, fur furious man, do not go, lest you learn his ways and set a snare for your souls. In other words, don't hang out with people who are angry all the time. Now, what do you think is going to happen if you hang out with people that are angry and contentious and critical, and all they ever do is just criticize and are upset all the time, right? Then you, that's, you're going to learn that. That's what the Bible says. If you're around people that just act like that. Now, the Bible says we're to look at the good. We're to meditate on things that are lovely and pure and righteous and holy, anything praiseworthy to look at the good. Now, I have incorporated that in my life a long time ago, and it makes life so much better to look at the good. Is there bad? Yes. Do I know about it? Yes. Do I think about it all day? No. Why? Because what's it going to do, right? I mean, I could think about the crazy stuff that the governor of California is doing all day. I could get up in the morning, turn on CNN. Well, they don't have it. They lie. Uh, but we'd go to some other 
news network, and, and I just write notes about all the crazy things they're doing, right? And is that going to help me at all? No. It's going to make my life, you know, sad. And so when you think about taking in, not only hanging out with angry people, but also taking it in on social media or whatever. I mean, if you watch just people be critical and angry all day long, then you're going to act that way. Imagine if I invite you over to my house this week, and then you get in the door, and I'm like, hey, you want me to tell you about all the bad things that are happening? I can give you about an hour's worth of it, right? <laughs> or imagine we did it at church. We got here, I'm like, hey, my, my wife doesn't even want any bad news, but, uh, right? But we become like the people we hang out with. Proverbs 12, 26 says, the righteous should choose his friends carefully, for the way of the wicked leads him astray. It's so true. Cri- Corinthians 13, says, do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. So don't hang out with angry people. Then number six, pray constantly for the Lord's help, right? When you get up in the morning, you need to pray, Lord, help me to control my anger. In Matthew 26, 40, uh, Jesus said to Peter, what, could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. See, for all of us, we might have a good heart, but we need help. We need God's help. And so we get up in the morning, we need to pray. Lord, help me this day. Help me not to be angry. James 2, James 4, 2 says, you do not have because you do not ask. So sometimes we don't get God's help because we don't ask, right? And then number seven, if you're taking notes uh, to handle anger, is we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, right? As a Christian, we cannot conquer our fleshly nature on our own. On our own, We need the help of the Holy Spirit. And so we need to do all we can to every day say, Lord, I need your help. I need you to fill me with your spirit, empower me to walk in love, to love people, to forgive people like you love me. That's in my prayer list. That is not an easy thing, and you can pray it for a long time, and it doesn't mean that it's easy, right? I pray it all the time. Lord, help me to love people the way you love me. I have a little prayer list every morning, and Lord, help me to forgive people who don't deserve to be forgiven, and help me to love people that don't deserve to be loved. Why? Because that's how God loves me. And, And it's so important to pray that because we need God's help. And here's the good news. When you pray and say, Lord, help me, to love people the way you love me, you know what? He's going to answer that prayer because that's his will for your life. And it makes your life so much better. And so as we close, Ephesians 4, 26, if you're angry, don't sin by nursing your grudge. Don't let the sun go down uh, while you're still angry. Get over it quickly. And so seven things to recap this morning, seven things to help you handle anger. Number one, don't try to justify your anger. Confess it. Number two, be forgiving to those who anger you. Number three, speak softly to those who anger you. Number four, Learn to overlook transgression. Number five, don't hang out with angry people. That includes watching them, listening to them. Number six, pray constantly, ask the Lord for help. And number seven, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's a great start, right? You you do those things, then God's going to work in your life. He's going to help you, right? And it's so good. And God wants you to be filled with joy and peace and love. And you can't be full of joy and peace and love if you're angry, right? And, And so, well, Pastor Bob, what about all those people that make us angry? What about them? Well, don't worry about them. You need to worry about you. You can't change them. If you're married, you can't change your spouse. You need to change you. And here's what I've learned. When I am the person that God wants me to be, then the people around me and my spouse and my kids, then then they want to be around me. But if I'm blaming everybody else all the time, well, then uh, I'm not really doing the work that I need to do to fix what God wants to work in my life. So the first step to experiencing God's best in your life is to invite Jesus in your life as your Lord and Savior. And if you're here today and you have not prayed and said, Lord, I admit I'm a sinner. I believe, Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins, and I want you to forgive my sins, and I invite you to come into my life and help me to follow you, then we're going to give you an opportunity to do it this morning. The Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So it starts there to invite him in, and then it's a lifelong process, right, of the Lord transforming us. And, and just because you uh, 
you know, invited Jesus in your life, that doesn't mean it's the end of the process of him transforming us. And so if you've never invited him in, the first step is to do that. So we're going to give you an opportunity to do that right now. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your love towards us. We thank you, God, for the great insight that your word gives us about how to handle anger. And we do pray this morning that you help all of us to put these truths into practice. And Lord, if there's anyone here today who has not invited you into their life, or maybe they did it a long time ago, but they haven't been following you, and and they want to rededicate their life, that they would do it this morning and begin to experience your supernatural power of helping us to live a life filled with joy and peace and love. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. We would like to tell you a little bit about our Pure Word ministry. Pure Word is a ministry that helps people with life-controlling issues such as alcohol, drug, and pornography addiction. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Our desire is to help people break free from the heavy yoke of life-controlling issues. Pure Word meets every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. here at Calvary Chapel Caldwell. For more information, call 453-9653 or visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on the CW channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you and may you have a great day. Today is the day